for all looking for a little light. Since its publication in the wake of World War II, the diary of Anne Frank has inspired generations with the teenager's chronicle of her family's hiding from the Nazis in Amsterdam during the war. But few know the story of the woman who hid the Frank family for more than two years, who, after the family was discovered and arrested, secretly gathered up the notebook and the scraps of paper of Anne's diary. The story of Meep Guise is now told in the eight-episode series entitled A Small Light, airing on National Geographic television as well as on Hulu. Following the Nazi occupation of the Netherlands in 1942, Meep and a cohort of friends including her husband, Jan, hid Otto Frank and his family and four others in the annex above Otto's pectin packaging business. For two years, the eight hid in two little rooms, a cramped kitchen and a small bathroom. The Franks relied on Meep not just for food, a constant challenge when groceries were rationed and seeking extra rice or potatoes raised Nazi suspicion. But they relied on Meep also for news of the war and for a connection to life beyond the walls of their very small annex. Meep and her three co-workers kept Otto's business afloat. Meep grew in the roles. When we first meet her, Meep is the unlikeliest of all heroes. She's a 22-year-old party girl with no prospects, no job, no husband. At her parents' insistence, she uses her considerable charm and stubbornness to land a job working for Otto Frank. Over time, the two develop a friendship based on trust, respect, and loyalty. When the Franks are forced into hiding, Meep and Meep's innate resourcefulness and courage begin to emerge from this young, wonderful woman. She charms butchers into stretching rations. She mediates conflicts between her cooped-up friends she plays dumb when German soldiers are convinced that Otto is still in Amsterdam. She and her husband also risked their lives to hide other Jews from the Gestapo. Through her bond with the Franks, Meep matures from a flighty and lost creature into an amazing woman of courage and discernment. Her idealism and her sense of justice transforms her into a selfless and a shrewd protector. When the Nazis raid the annex and deport the Franks to a concentration camp, Meep hides Anne's diary. And after the war, she gives it to the devastated Otto, the only member of the Frank family 
who survived the Holocaust. The title, A Small Light Comes from a Passage from Meep's 1987 memoir, and I quote, I don't like being called a hero because no one should ever think you have to be special to help others. Even an ordinary secretary or a housewife or a teenager can turn on a small light in a dark room. See, in her balancing of fear and courage, survival and generosity, hopelessness and contempt for her country's oppressors, for me, Meep Gies, is the gospel sower who stubbornly continues to plant seeds of justice and righteousness despite the broken, scorched, parched earth around her. She possesses, I believe, that very faith that despite being dismissed as nothing by those in power, the seeds that she sows in compassion and in justice will break open to realize the harvest within it. See, I think in this gospel passage, Jesus is the one always challenging you, challenging me to be both the sower and the seed, to sow seeds of encouragement, to sow seeds of joy and reconciliation, regardless on the ground on which it's scattered. See, how often do we evaluate, I'm not going to waste, I'm not going to waste my good comments, I'm not going to waste my comment, my time, my energies, my efforts, even my resources on those people or on that situation. Oh, it's, it's, disastrous. It'll never amount to anything. Why waste energy and resources? But Jesus speaks of a sower who just goes and in a plentiful gesture sows seed, in some ways paying no attention at all to what the ground, the soil, is like. No sower in today's farming experience would ever simply go and throw seed through a field. The field is measured and the field is tilled and the seed is in a particular place for a particular growth and watered and nurtured but God just gives to us recklessly, lovingly, generously. And I think he invites us to imitate him in the seeds of kindness and care and love in mercy, in generosity that you and I are willing to give. It's that total self-giving that becomes truly the harvest of a gospel of justice and of mercy.
I found myself probably Thursday of this week after I had written my, actually there were three homilies in here, after I had chosen my three stories and worked what I believed would be acceptable today. And I found myself thinking of the sowers in my life. Those people who have simply bestowed on me love and kindness and generosity and mercy and love, regardless of whether or not I actually deserved it. Whether or not I had done anything to even receive it, but gift. That's simply what you and I are called to do as people of faith, is simply to open our hearts and to touch the lives of one another with kindness and with care. We had a funeral here on Wednesday for a young woman, 65 years old, Kathleen Benedict. They live not too far away from here, and her husband, Al, comes oftentimes to daily mass. And his two sons were in, one from New York and one from California. They all just commented as people were coming in at how overwhelming it was. People that some of whom they've known for a very long time of how they complimented them and spoke in such wonderful ways of their mom and their wife. One of the sons commented and said, why is it that we wait until someone's awake to tell the family how we have been changed because of this person? Why is it that we wait? This week, be a sower, be the seed. Give abundantly of that which you have received in abundance, and the harvest will be great.